listening to the podcast, How to Love North Dakota, when you hate North Dakota. Welcome to Series 1, Surviving North Dakota Winters. This is Episode 9, The Land of Opportunity. My name is Adrian Montani, and I live in Northeastern North Dakota. Welcome to North Dakota, where the land is flat, most of the air is freezing, and the people are so friendly, you question their motives. North Dakota's population is under a million, and the state's economy and job opportunities continue to rise. There are 74,202 small businesses here, according to the Fargo-West Fargo-Moorhead Chamber of Commerce. Jason R. O'Day reports in the Dickinson Press that North Dakota has the third highest number of job opportunities per person in the United States. You can pick jobs up by the handful here. It truly is a land of opportunity. But the land of opportunity comes with a catch. Can you balance the high of success with the lows of the frozen six months of hate-worthy winters? I may just convince you, you can, because this is not a podcast on how to hate North Dakota. Okay. It's a podcast on how to love it. Remember how boomers tell you you can get any job with some dedication and hard work? You can start low and rise up and get yourself a cushy pension and good salary. Remember how those days are long past and there's no way in hell in the 2020s you're rising to the top without a bachelor's in something? And let's be honest, you probably need a master's to roll your way up the ranks in any company. Listen here. North Dakota is the business land of the 70s, the Wild West, with undiscovered opportunity that avails itself to literally anyone who works hard and is dedicated. If you show interest in almost anything, an opportunity will come your way. You have to make some effort, show up to some public board meetings, hobnob at local potlucks, be yourself in a local Bible study, or volunteer at the 5,000 different places in North Dakota doing community projects, you're bound to meet someone who likes your initiative. North Dakota elders are happy to see hard workers, and they're ready to hand out an opportunity to those who show some initiative. This is not exclusive to work. You'll find opportunities all over North Dakota. Small-town ceramic classes, art contests, local bars looking for music talent, community services needing help with marketing, affordable state parks to explore, abandoned towns for those who love a spooky good time, odd festivals, and the list goes on. It doesn't get much more rural in the United States than North Dakota. And the folks here are creative with rural entertainment. Nodak natives have deep roots. Their families span generations, going back to the state's first homesteaders. And indigenous people's roots go back much, much further than that. This place is ripe with oral history, and there is a museum in most every tiny town, uniquely telling the stories of generations past. And you will find some real oddities in most of them. In my little town of 600, our museum occupies the old brick school. Inside, from floor to ceiling, is rich walnut wood. Actually, I have no idea what kind of wood it is. 
but it's shiny and beautiful and smells like polish and pine. Does that make it pine? No, pine isn't exactly the scent, but it's rich and the area inside feels prestigious. I digress. My little town museum has a lot of taxidermy. Taxidermy everywhere you go, taxidermy. There is a dinosaur bone, just one, and a little closet painted entirely black with a black curtain. A black light shines upon neon jars of stuffed tarantulas and lizards. It is a magical little room. My kids love it. Yes, North Dakota small towns boast some real bizarre artifacts in old school houses and lunch trailers. In my opinion, the museums here do not lack in cerebral stimuli. Those deep Nodak roots have given many people in this state connections in all areas of Nodak life through osmosis. Your last name will strike up a conversation with a stranger while you're sitting in the bleachers of a basketball game. Now you know the governor's nephew. You're talking to a salesperson at the mall and suddenly you are on a first name basis with the son of an agricultural giant. If you are not native to North Dakota, attend some random events. Go to the community garage sales, join a Bible study or a gym, get to know the people here. Their connections become your connections, and suddenly you are privy to the state's best opportunities. When I talk about this, it can sound a bit like I'm telling you to use these means for your personal gain. But the people here are happy to give a leg up to good people and hard workers. The people in North Dakota want you to succeed. They want you to connect with the people that will help you with what you need. The opportunities are plenty, and the population is few. You are already in the black if you come here with a ready-to-work attitude. You are in the 70s, ladies and gentlemen. The 70s with a tweak here and there for the better. The 70s where men could start a job at entry level and end up being in top management with no degree and no prior experience. I don't want to be misleading, though. There are plenty of places of employment requiring degrees here, but North Dakota wants to help you get that degree. I know of someone who is in an entry-level position. Her boss saw she had potential, and her boss arranged government help for her to get a free ride in college and adjusted her work schedule so she could realistically attend. North Dakota is a tight-knit group of generational connection, and might I say, more than you would think, generational wealth. This place is oozing with opportunity. Come here with a genuine heart and hard-working attitude and you're sure to succeed beyond what you would in another state. The land of opportunity comes with a catch, yes. Don't be fooled. You will want to run from the ruralness and the cold a lot, but I am coming to a turning point in my hatred of North Dakota. Yes, I find myself too often cursing the cold and dreaming of my days spent in mild weather Idaho, but as I contemplate the trade-offs, I'm starting to love this place. That love that comes from labored choices to find winter pretty when it is bitter, to find community worth it when it is too close for comfort, to find alienation from the outside world, a chance to bond with the people in my house, and to see the flattest place I've ever seen as a wide open space to really breathe. Folks, next week is my last episode.
I set out to talk for 10 episodes on the worst bits of North Dakota winters. I set to find ways to love the thing I just couldn't seem to stop hating. And I am coming to a place of peace with this place. If this podcast has not grown your love for the state, may I suggest you do the same as me and sit and ponder, write, and wrestle with the things you feel stuck with hating about your life and dig, dig, dig for the treasure that must be lying around somewhere that will melt some of that hate away. Well, I can see my job here is done. You see the boundless opportunities of North Dakota, and you are sure this is the place for you. You might have to live in loathsome North Dakota to get it, but darn, it just might be worth it. I've convinced you, yes? I'm amazing. I know. This has been another episode of How to Love North Dakota When You Hate North Dakota. One last episode to close out this contradictory experiment in two weeks. I intend to blow your mind with a secret to loving North Dakota. Until next time, breathe in the love, breathe out the hate. North Dakota sucks, but let's love it anyway.